Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, hi, everybody. I see you guys so shady in the live chat. Where's Adam? Probably finding his hat. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the Vanderpump Rules after party last night on Up and Adam Channel 2. We had so much fun. That is usually where Jason gets to share a special cocktail or a new bottle of wine or champagne or whatever it is. And he really dives into it. I just ask him the questions and I stay off camera. It's not my thing. I don't usually work after like three or four. I just like to have fun and you know, and also it doesn't make sense for me to be on camera when I'm doing a recap like this today with one of our great friends who is just absolutely killing it. Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. We're going to recap the entire episode, the premiere episode of Vanderpump Rules season 11. So before we do, you guys know how this works. Go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And if you were the lucky winner from our podcast giveaway, well, just go over to the community tab because today we're going to be posting the name for that. And um, yeah, we have like three more giveaways that we're doing. So let's welcome Ryan. Hello. Guys night, guys night, we're back. All right. Ali Valley, Ali Valley. I live in the valley now. <laughs> I don't have, I'm, for some reason, let me see. Ryan, this again, Bailey. I was about to say, because I didn't have the names up and I'm like, you were one of the only people that I know who is constantly changing the name on here for YouTube. Yeah. Wait, by the way, I'm ticked. You say you only work till three in the afternoon each day? What? I start at like, you know, I go to, I wake up at like 5.36 a.m. And I went to, I went to bed at 3 a.m. last night. Like, I mean, what is going on? Like, my God. And I was finding my hat too, everybody in the chat. I was actually finding my hat as well, so... I mean, I, yeah, it's not, it's just because, you know, like I try, it's like a, it's like a work-life balance that I'm trying to do. I love this shirt, by the way. I love it. It's a work-life balance <laughs> though, man. It's, it's like, I have to also, you know, give some time to my family and to like my work, what I'm doing, you know? So I try to sometimes detach. So I give like four or five hours in the morning. And then after three, I'm like, whether I need to go out in nature or whatever, I got to do something. Yeah, I know. I, I feel, and by the way, you, you look like you have a lovely tan right now. You look, uh, I, I look like I'm, I'm near death and you look like this is rested and amazing. I mean, wow. Hey, I'm going to come live with you guys. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate you. By the way, I missed you at the premiere. I miss him too. I thought I had COVID. I mean, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on on yeah, live, but yeah, I thought I was I was sick. It just wasn't the sick that I thought it was. Well, thank and, God. Yeah, thank God. But I will say, I was super nervous. And I think maybe I just made myself sick because I was super nervous about going there and actually being around Sandoval and things like that. Like, I mean, and I saw like it was such a nice event in terms of it wasn't overpacked and and things like that. So I was I, I was. Really, I talked to Emily D. Baker yesterday and she was telling me about it. And now, like, Tom went up to her and hugged her. And I was just like, oh, I don't, it, that would have been so weird for me, even though 
I had FOMO, but it, it would have been really weird to be around that. And that's such because I, I think we all took it so like per like it was like sports. Like yeah. we took it so personally last season that it would have been weird. I don't know. I, I kind of have started to stay away from events like that. Like, I don't know if I want to be friends with the cast, you know? You know, what's wild is I, I thought about that a little bit too. And I actually, I, you know, I was just telling you, which I've already told people now at this point, I was really debating going because I was supposed to fly to Salt Lake City right after, which I didn't yeah. end up doing. But I was like, do I want to go? Because I was only there for 18 hours and it was legit going on from a night of not sleeping and like I had so much going on here. Um, I had family in town and then going straight into that and then straight into the premiere that night. And then the next morning I flew out at like 6 a.m. But I went with Emily and it was like, go, 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 go. And it, it was the best time. But when I was there, I, I said hi to every single person except for Tom Sandoval. I just skipped him because Did it's awkward. Did he make eye contact with you? Was he like, what the dude? Yeah, we made eye contact and, you know, like... Honestly, I sat there and I talked to Lisa probably more than anybody. I was like, and it, it's funny because every time I see Lisa and Ken, which they're absolutely amazing, um, it's always like, Adam, where's Jason? And I'm like, yeah. he's at home. And Ken's like, why is he not here? I'm like, he does not work for like, you anymore. Well, what, why is Jason not here? I can't believe that. Yeah, it's, yes. Yeah. I can't believe that. I'm like... No, he does not work for you. And then as soon as I left, Ken, Lisa was getting ready to go up and introduce like the premiere episode, whatever the case was. And she's like, where's Jason? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I took him out. Done. <laughs> He's out I, by the way, the, the Ken erasure on last night's episode, they only had him for like a tiny little moment at Tom Tom. I want Ken stumbling into every scene. Like, I think he was a high moment of last season, and I want more in this season, and I don't think we're going to get it. You know, it, it's it's so funny. He actually is freaking hilarious, especially, like, if you get to if you get to have a sit-down conversation with him, one of the funniest people I've ever met, and just, he has that inappropriate English humor, and it, it's just, like, it's great if it's not, I guess, humor against you. I, I, I don't know, but I love Oh, I'd him. love to, I'd love to talk to Ken when, like, that's, that's actually the one person I would want to picture with is Ken out of that entire cast right now. Okay. Um, everybody keeps asking me if I've talked to Rob Bros. I don't know. No. I don't. Did you just do something they're, with I, Rob Bros? Yeah, I was on their show this week. They're great. There's oh. tons of fun. I love them. They're awesome. I No, guys, I've never talked to them. I'm sure that they're absolutely amazing. I've heard about them. I heard, they're two straight guys, yeah? Two straight guys who do. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to label people by their sexual preference, but yeah, I think they're. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're, 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 they're I'm, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I was about to say. I don't know what's inappropriate and what's not at this. No, point. they're no. awesome. They're they're awesome. Yeah, I yeah. No, it's funny. I think I think uh, we were just joking that we were all straight, and then we said, you know, like, I was like, like, please don't pass that around though. Like, let's not get that rumor started that we're straight. That's just horrible. Horrible. Jeez. Oh, okay. Okay, Beatrice, uh, why skip Tom? People cheat, get over it. It's not that. It's just I think that when we talk about these people, like for me, it's uncomfortable because I used to work at Tom Tom, and then yeah, on being like you're a narcissistic douchebag, especially when you're you're saying that Ariana's being petty for this and she is the one who made you cheat and all of the things. It's like something that I can't really get behind because I think you sound like an idiot, and I'm very vocal about that. So me saying. I think you sound like an idiot and then walking up to you and being like, hey, man, how are you? I hope you're doing great. Yeah. doesn't align. It looks Be dumb. Yeah. Beatrice, just to like answer, it's not because of the show or the, well, it's because I, I kind of knew him personally on top of the show and I knew Ariana really, or I do know Ariana really well. So it was like a different level because I was really, I didn't, I was around like Rachel and them at times. And so even away from the show, I was kind of shocked and saddened and disappointed and kind of angry about it because the amount of lying that went into it and even stuff that everybody didn't see. Yeah, uh, that was the that was one of the reasons where I kind of still was like and then, of course, I talk about it all the time that it's it's just uncomfortable. But, you know, yeah, everybody, everybody cheats, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. Not everybody. <laughs> OK. All right. Wait a minute. Speaking of which, if you're not mad about him cheating. As we kick off the premiere episode, you can at least be upset with the fact that you blocked Baby Summer Moon. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, listen, that, and by the way, obviously, I think everybody knows that he blocks Sheena, and when you block somebody, it blocks all of their accounts, and Sheena started Summer Moon's account, but it is one of the funniest aspects of that for me, is to actually think that Tom Sandoval blocked a child. Like, for me, that makes me laugh so much, even if it's not the exact truth, because I was like, couldn't you imagine if that was true? And then they have to have a summer moon Tom scene later in the season where Tom's like, I'm sorry, dude, I didn't mean to block. I was just upset, Summer. Like, look at me, dude. Like, I, I would love if that was like the main beef of the season. Could you imagine? She's probably like, if, if one day, like five years from now, he had that conversation with her and she's like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, yeah you've changed, dude. You, since I was one years old, you've changed. And now that I'm three years old, you're just so different. A lot has happened. Now, moving on from that point, I thought it was really interesting and I absolutely loved, even though we don't have... By the way, guys, everybody's rating the episode. Go ahead in the live chat and give us a 1 to 10, 10 being the highest for the episode. But I want to kick off and ask you what your thoughts were about the intros. Uh, it, well, you know, it just started with a bang. I find that Tom and Tom one funny at, at Tom Tom because you can see this extra in the background with a green dress to the right of Schwartz. And yeah. I just wonder, it's like, you could tell she just like, do not put me in the shot. I don't want to be here. Put me away from these guys. I liked it. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, it's a really kind of small cast this season. So the intro goes really fast. And there's something about her that I thought was fascinating because it's like, that's the most we're probably like, we'll see something about her, but it's still not open. So I thought that was fascinating. Of this is what could have been because I think we're still months away from this thing opening. Yeah. It's so funny to see too. It's so little. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that was my thought when they first had it, because I know that space, and then they had that outdoor seating, which they had to get rid of because of the city of West Hollywood. That's one of the things holding it up, and so it is that, like, and I was just wondering about flow of traffic in terms of, like, getting a sandwich, like, how hard that's going to be for that flow, you know, because especially at first, people are going to want to pop in there, there'll be a line out the door, that, I mean, that's the only thing, and then the sir of it all, we didn't even see sir last night. The Peter erasure was wild. We know Peter Madrigal last night, like just uh, counting out waitresses. We just like we just had Tom Tom and yep. we had the Tom Tom alleyway and not the Sir alleyway. And I, I, I was livid. That Tom Tom alleyway looks very cold and uninviting, unlike the Sir alleyway. Uh, listen, well, you got Sir in the intro. This is Sir. Yeah, that's Sir. But I mean, like Lisa wasn't like. Oh, we need to have new dishes. Oh, you know, there was none of that. It was all Tom Tom. And I was like this, you know, we need Sir in there somewhere. But I do appreciate that nobody had to act like they were working there. Like we had no fake working, you know, people like I have to start my shift. And I'm also happy that they didn't just all of a sudden randomly stick Allie in there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? Like Allie has to start a job. And you're right. I mean, because the old Vanderpump rules would have put her as a waitress at some point. Yeah. When I was working with Dana, um, Kathan, I always say Kathan, Jason says Kathan. Um, when I was working with Dana, she started at Tom Tom and she was in one of the few episodes with Jax and all the boys in Vegas. And when she was, they, um, the producers found an interest in her and then they ended up moving her over to, um, sir after they hired her for the show. And then she had to pretend like she was working at Sir, you know, and I'm sure she was still working in some capacity. But wait, they found her in Vegas because I remember her popping up at the, like the standard hotel for that one party before yeah. she worked at Sir. But they found her in Vegas. They found her like, so much. They had her move down to Los Angeles. Well, I think that she was already living in Los Angeles, um, but she happened to be in Vegas at the same time. And then she partied with them and then they stayed in contact with her. And Lisa loved her because she was just like, I don't give a shit about anything. And. She was very Stassi-esque in her and now, I mean, And now she does a podcast with Katie. And now she does a podcast with Katie on Nick Vile's podcast, which Nick Vile, by the way, like, <laughs> man, is he going in on Sheena and Brock right now? It's, it's interesting to see, especially like what a guy to have these people come on and grace your podcast and then go ahead and blast them out. He's an interesting character. Yeah, I listened to my first episode of his podcast yesterday because of the Toms. And I found it, I mean, it was such a mess because um, of the sand of all of it all. But uh, yeah, I find it, inter I don't know, I find the, the whole thing interesting. And also, I mean, there, it's a very, it's like a not, you know, there's not really a sense of humor about that podcast, which there doesn't have to be. So it's kind of straightforward, which I, you know, I appreciate everybody's different styles. 
but it was interesting having Sandoval come on that thing and then just completely de like con like just combust. And Nick, you know, like I like Sandoval should not have done that. He should not have done that. Well, and it's funny too because as Sandoval is trying to explain himself, and Nick's like, "Well, tell me more." What it reminds yeah. me of set where she's like, "Name him." Yeah, he Name put out. He was like, just like, yeah, man, hang yourself further, hang yourself further. And Tom just wouldn't save himself. And Schwartz tried to save Sandoval. And I just thought like, cause they, they recorded that weeks ago. And I just kept thinking, did Sandoval in between realize that that didn't come off well and ask him not to release it? Because I almost thought, oh, wow, because of that, the rest of the cast probably got edicts today going, you will not be doing any more podcasts during the season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is you know this as well as I do, a lot of Bravo talent, like, they have, I mean, not a lot, all of Bravo talent, they have PR in place, and they have people who book these things, and if you go around them, and you start booking yourself on different podcasts and stuff, you can get in a lot of trouble. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing a, a housewife in like an hour and a half, and, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, because you, you got to make sure it's Bravo PR. And then a lot of those interviews, they're on obviously with you, the PR. So they're telling you like, you got to cut that. You got to cut that. So like Nick is so lucky to have those like wide ranging interviews that, you know, he can just release because he's, I guess, at that level. But a lot of the rest of us, we have to play in this field where it is very controlled what they're allowed to talk about. And if they give you something good, that usually has to get cut out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, the second part of Housewife and the Hustler is coming out. Are you in now? Are you one of the talking heads? Uh, no, they're playing my videos. But when it first opened, Jason sent it to me this morning. I was at Starbucks getting my shit. Shits. Six shots of espresso. <laughs> taking my shit at Starbucks, Adam. Yeah. Wow. That's where that's where getting, you take your wow. Wow. <laughs> I was getting my six shots of espresso over ice. And all of a sudden I look at my phone and he sent me the thing from Kiki. Um talk of shame guys and yeah we absolutely love kiki but in the opening of it you heard my voice say something about like uh whatever where they're playing the clip and i was like oh that's fun okay okay <laughs> and then they just asked us to do another documentary for something that's coming on with another housewife so i was like all right here we go let's let's play a game <laughs> speaking of playing games i want to ask you what your thoughts were as we transitioned into lala having the conversation with her mom in this godforsaken ball pit but talking about the custody battle that she's having with randall she explained that her brother easton moved into the same apartment building but with randall randall wanted to make sure that baby ocean was not going to be on vanderpump rules but he was going to give lala complete control over education and a few other things and lala was like jokes on you asshole i didn't want her to be on vanderpump rules i don't care and i was like so yeah. then what else are we fighting about why do you still have attorneys yeah i mean well i mean i i'm curious about that myself i mean i don't know why he wants to keep that in litigation and we all know how expensive that is so it leads me to believe He's trying to keep it in litigation to like make her go broke. I mean, we, I mean, isn't he already broke as well? I mean, it's a very real situation that she's going through, but it's really interesting. I don't know. The Lala of it all is very interesting. And I think a lot of people were thinking her reaching out to Rachel was a way for her to have a storyline, even though I thought she explained why she was doing that. But yeah, the whole custody thing. And, and I mean, that's a very dark situation that even Vanderpump rules couldn't, couldn't really cover and have it be a part of Vanderpump rules where it would be entertaining because it is just so, so dark. And I also thought too, like, yeah, I agree. And I also, I mean, at the end of the day, the common denominator in that situation is a baby. And I don't know how appropriate that would be. Um, but I think that she has a lot more going on on the show. She's one of the few that can hold it without that storyline of her own personal life. And there's a lot of times like Lisa Rinna was great on Beverly Hills because we never heard anything about her family really except for like well we had storylines with the daughters I mean, yeah. and like the, uh you know amelia bedelia couldn't live on like the she had to live on a lower floor because she was scared of heights like we did have storylines with them but it wasn't drama filled storylines for the most part that was like darn lighting with hair yeah yeah it was always something but it wasn't really like a whole lot of anything that's what i mean yeah. and for this though too i saw this where lala was reaching out and i'm like 
this is smart because we know the cast very well. We know that they know how to operate a TV show. They know that this would make for great TV. And if it makes for great TV, while they're all raking in the money from sending it to Daryl, their podcast and everything else, that means that they solidify another season of this TV show. So moving forward, that could be another six, seven, eight, nine hundred to a million dollars in their bank account. So yeah, if that means that you have to step outside and all of a sudden send a voice note and be like, oh. I don't know why I'm doing this, you know, like shit. It's like, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we're going to hear this voice note on Rachel's podcast. Like if she sent this to Rachel, I wonder if Rachel will use this audio in her podcast because now, oh, would you not keep, like if you are involved in this scandal, would you not keep everything anybody sent you in regards to that cast to be able to like, not even use down the line, but I think you would just keep it. I don't think you would delete that. No way. I would save that immediately, especially if it was Lala being like, what the hell's going on? And what's so great about like the beginning, even though it was like a, you know, it was a, a beginner episode, but it's like, we know that all the cast thinks that Rachel is coming back at some point. They're not privy to contract negotiations in terms of trying to get Rachel back. So they're just like, I mean, I think even Ariana's going into this going, oh, when is she back? And that's at the very end. She's like, I know somebody trying to get a foot in the door. Uh, there is no foot to be given here. And, you know, because Ariana thinks that Rachel is coming back at this point. And Lala thinks she's coming back at this point. So you can see where, you know, like, okay, they thought Lala was going to be the connector to Rachel. Then Rachel and Tom, they would have that relationship. You know, they were actively thinking and trying to get her back on this season. Which is so funny to me, because if you go back and you look at everything with Rachel and the way that she said that she was going to go back to normal life and she wanted to help kids. And now she's thrusting herself back into the spotlight. I'm like, what a silly move to do your Rachel Goes Rogue podcast instead of just taking the money and still doing your podcast. That's like, that's the thing. That's the thing, Adam, because I, I will say I, I'm not a Rachel apologist, but I will say I appreciate that she's one of the only people in this that went and did long-term mental health care or like actually checked herself in. Because I believe Sandoval needed to do that. She actually did that. And then I thought she was just going to go disappear into whatever she wanted to do as a normal person and try to get back to normality. And if she wasn't going to do that, go back on the show and do that. And I understand doing your podcast and trying to make money that way, which is it can be a good living. But do the show that. Yeah. Do the show. Like it would be so much more powerful if uh, Rachel was in a scene with Schwartz and G Rachel going. You knew from the very beginning, you knew the next day after I hooked up with Tom, like that would be amazing to have that on film to actually yeah. remind people that Schwartz knew after the first day they hooked up because Schwartz is like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's crazy. Oh, feel bad for me. And he was actively like, that's the funny thing. Even Schwartz doing his like, you know, like, ah, shucks act last night. The three of them, Rachel, Tom and Schwartz, they all plotted to throw the scent off, you know, to, to make sure that Ariana didn't know. So they engineered the Katie storyline. You know, they self-produced that in a sense. They thought they were being really smart. And I'm sure Schwartz felt bad about it, but he was a part of it. So right. him saying like, I'm not Sandoval. No, you're not. But you made really bad decisions. So the fact that you keep saying Ariana's an ice queen and you actually were part of that whole thing in a very deep way. That's the thing that I, I think keeps being forgot about is that he actively did some really shady shit. And on top of that, he did it at Katie, too. He gaslit the hell out of Katie. You know, I don't know if I feel more bad for Ariana or for Anne. Um, but at this point... Wait, wait, the, the assistant? Yeah, the assistant. <laughs> I feel like for Ariana, though, too, I think what they're seeing at this point is by the time they're filming this, she's already landing like the glad trash bag thing and all of these different promotions, sponsorships. She's... She's just absolutely killing it at this point. And I think that they're just bitter because for Rachel to go on her podcast and be like, I didn't go back to the show because I wanted to, you know, like save that stress from Ariana. But instead, I'm going to go on a podcast and come. Yeah. And tell a false story. And, you know, and for him to say Ice Queen and then also for Tom to be like, she's being petty and like this cheating scandal launched her into stardom. It's like you guys are not you guys are completely like dehumanizing her. I get frustrated. I, I mean, I, I was like, that's the one thing I was like doing my recap last night and then I was taking breaks and I was like, I went on Facebook and, and like immediately it was like a wall of Ariana hate. And I was like, God, like I, I sometimes will just not understand that 
hatred of like, wait a sec, what are we, what are we literally hating here? Like, because she's dancing, she's dancing on a table at Tom Tom. Like, I think we both know how production works too, is that you're there, you're encouraged to have a good time. You're getting like background shots. Everybody's cheering you because we saw it was a packed house at Tom Tom. They were all taking pictures of them filming. You do those things. And you're encouraged to do those things. And then you're shit on by the audience for doing those things. When I think we're actually, I don't know. That's why I like, I love Schwartz. He's so charming and fun and such a nice guy. And he's fun to hang out with. But at the same time, he's there doing his little ah shucks act. And we, the audience are made to feel like we should feel bad for him when it's like, he still hasn't accepted full responsibility and apologized to Ariana in a very real way. And we're mad at Ariana or like, you know, it's like, it's it's just interesting. Like I saw on Facebook, it was like a wall of hate. And then yeah. Instagram, it's not a wall. Like it's interesting how each social media seems to have their favorites. Uh, and I agree with the verb right here who says the hatred is about success. I thought it was so funny when Ariana was like, I don't think I said anything that bad to Tom Schwartz. And it's like, go <laughs> yeah, to him on Tom's dirty dick. And I was like, oh my <laughs> And Schwartz is like, uh, just to be fair, I've never choked on Tom Sandoval's dirty dick. And I was like, oh, that means Tom Sandoval isn't large down there obviously he's never had to choke it's not a chokeable thing okay (laughs) okay what i mean all right my next question for you is how do you feel about ariana coming out in the premiere episode introducing her new man dan listen sheena said it on last night's episode i don't know if ariana has properly processed her trauma and i would agree with that but i would agree with that for the entire cast because what happened was kind of insane not what Tom did, but also just the hysteria around it. Um, but I think trauma is one of those things that we all go through in a very different way. I think we both lost parents in the last year. I think we're both dealing with trauma and it comes out in weird ways. And sometimes you need, you know, if you if you find a kindred spirit out there, like, I don't know, that's the one thing. Life is so weird. And I think when we make our comments, we don't even take into account our own weird lives. And like she might have needed that and she might have needed somebody that was away from the Vanderpump situation that lived on the other side of the country to actually be able to like talk normally again. And I will say, like, I'm curious sometimes, you know, how Ariana is processing that grief, because even if she's on Broadway, even that at the end of the day, when you're alone in your room or you wake up from a nightmare, you're like, oh, shit, like I really like I had no idea that was all going on behind my back. I would imagine it makes it really hard to trust people in the long term anymore. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope and it doesn't seem like it so far. It's not, it doesn't seem like this guy's in a rush to get on this show and be a character. And thank God for that. So it's it, it's probably the right thing for her right now. And who knows what will happen? But I will say and you probably heard the same. Everybody that that has met him in real life says he's just a really nice guy. I wish I had more dirt, you know, but it's. Everybody says he's a really nice guy. We'll see. You know, I think that there's two different kinds of guys on these shows. Um, I think that there's like Jennifer Pedranti from OC had her boyfriend on and you could tell that he absolutely <laughs> loved the limelight. He yeah. thought he was an honorary housewife. Then you had like Slade, same thing. Brooks, same thing. You have some of these guys who people are dating and it's like, oh, shit, they just want to be a part of the show or some of the girls and they just want to be a part of the show. And then you have somebody like, I'm just going to throw a name out there like Madison LaCroix, who she has her husband now on Southern Charm. And he's just happy being like, he's like, you were on this pedestal. You were filming, you were living your life. And I just want to support you. And, you know, whatever you need, just let me know. And it's like, it's wild to see the huge difference. And I feel like you can just sniff it out a mile away. Well, yeah. I mean, Madison's husband just seems like he has this quiet confidence where it's like, yeah, like, I mean, it seems like I said that in my recaps. I was like, it seems like he knows who he is. And yeah. I think a lot of us don't know who we are. And that can bleed out into insecurity that really affects a lot of the people in our lives, unfortunately, because some of us, it takes forever to actually grow up or to actually be confident in yourself. And somebody in your comment section, I forgot it, said, uh, you know, Ariana's depression was probably also due to her actual relationship. You know, the thing that was like, being picked apart was also probably like internal feelings about like Tom and things like that. I mean, Tom was given a very long leash and being able to go out and party and stuff. And that kind of bit that whole relationship in the ass because he was able to do it under her nose. Yeah. And that's it right there. Yeah. And you, you know, it's funny, like last night watching Ariana, you know, like go hand in hand with everybody to Tom, Tom and revisiting it since the 
the time of the crime and sitting there and just kind of like processing. I'm sure that that was a lot of emotion for her. And it's wild to think there was no reason. It's just like such a production move because they need like they know that this is going to make for great TV. But like if Tom was going to DJ, why would you not or not Tom? James, DJ James Kennedy. Yeah. Why would you not just have his ass DJ at Sir like he normally does? And have I, all of the girls just meet up and go to Sir. Like, why would you not do that? You know what I mean? I mean it's, yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is the first time. It makes sense. They're like, storyline. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, they put these little roadblocks in there for the cast to try to maneuver. It's like a science experiment. And that's, a, you know, another way to watch the show as it gets older of like, it's, it's like these, it's like a golden handcuffs is that it's a, it's a social experiment. Like these people are forced to be around each other. I always say, you know, all of us had bar jobs at some point. We were locked into being friends with barbacks and bartenders for the rest of our lives. But on Vanderpump Rules, they are locked into having to be around each other. I mean, we're going to even even have to see it with Sandoval and Ariana. Like, imagine that. Imagine your partner does cheat on you behind your back for seven months with somebody that you actually knew closely. And then you have to keep hanging out with them. Like, that's the thing is like people are going to bitch that she doesn't do a one on one scene with Tom. But at the end of the day, think about your own lives. You wouldn't do that. You would stay as far away from that person that did that to you as possible. Right. And I think that is something that's kind of the interesting way to look at the show behind the show as you watch this, these episodes. I, I mean, I totally agree. And also with all of this happening, I mean, I get it. You see so many fans who are like, well, you get the paycheck, you sign the contract, you and it's it's kind of like a, a you're playing devil's advocate because people go through normal everyday shit and any job that they have. And there's a lot of like hard things that you have to go through. You're just dealing with life or whatever, but you're not getting paid the same. And then you have these people who it's like you get paid to go meet up with each other. You get paid to do all of these things. But then in doing that, us on the outside looking in, it's like, what are you complaining about? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, totally. Uh, So I was just looking at one of your comments of saying that he, you know, Ariana wasn't giving Tom sex. And I think that's so reductive and such a weird weird way but we also know that's partly a lie because even on howie mandel's podcast like they did have sex like ariana even said and rachel was shocked about that because he she was told that they weren't having sex and then ariana's like no we just had sex like we just had sex like so also you you can't believe everything that sandoval says i mean he's reverse engineered this like she wasn't giving me sex dude and it's like first off you know, I, I don't know. Even like listening to Ariana is like sex isn't just a pull down your pants. Let's do this. There has to be some romance involved. And also what Tom says about be, being belittled in that Nick Vile podcast. If you're part of a nine year relationship, you are not like it, it goes through waves relationships. That's part of it. You become a team at times. Sometimes it's hot and heavy and sometimes it's cold as ice. But that's part of a commitment, I would imagine. I can attest. no i mean it's so true sometimes you are best friends and sometimes you just like need your space and you want to get away from each other that's like it you know it's funny because anytime that people ask me about jason and i we have now been together for 10 years and it's like some people are like oh my god everything seems like it's so perfect and then some people are like you guys seem like you hate each other and i'm like it's not either one of those. Like we love each other. We banter. Sometimes people think when we're bantering that we're just being assholes to each other. And it's not true. It's just, we've been it's like a secret language. It's like, like a secret language. It's like, a, yeah. sometimes it's just a bitchy banter. Like Jason earlier, I walked upstairs and I gave him his coffee and he's like, where's my ginger ale? And I was like, get up <laughs> off your ass and go get your own ginger ale. Like that is not my job. I don't work for you. And then he's like, are you fucking kidding? I'm laying in bed. And I was like, I'm just kidding. I'll go get you a ginger ale. I don't care. But, you know, it's like, it's, that's okay. Not everybody is going to understand it. And I, I understand that part about it because I listen to it a lot. But moving on. Yeah. Lala speaking with Lisa saying that she wanted to talk to Raquel and reach out because of what she said in the last few minutes. I thought that that was totally pre-produced by Lisa. And I think that Lisa pinpointed Lala as the person who'd be able to pull this off, especially because Sheena was just going through the temporary restraining order. She knows Katie Maloney is not going to do it because Katie is opening something about her with Ariana. And the next best person would be Lala. Well, Katie's also not going to do it because Rachel messed with Katie last season too. Like, you know, everybody once again forgets that too, is that she had that scene where Rachel was like out there 
in the store alleyway and like, talk to me. And, you know, and Schwartz is like, you leave us alone. And Katie's like, what are you doing here? Katie doesn't like Rachel for her own reasons on top of Ariana. But yeah, Lala, Lala is the, I guess if you want to call it the weak link, Lala is that person. And you could tell how thrilled Lisa was when she's like, you know, she's like, oh, Lala, you're right. It's a mayo. I'm so happy you said this. Like she thinks she's thrilled because that really is an end for production. If Rachel were to come back, you know, it, it writes itself at that point. And Lala right. is encouraged. You're like, that's very forward thinking, Lala. Yes. You know? And she's like, I'm so proud of Lala to show this growth. And it's like, Lala's like, I just bought my house in Palm Springs off of your ass. I don't care, girl. You want to have a conversation? I'll send you a voice note. Whatever I got to do, I'll do it. So yeah. send it to Daryl. She even went on her podcast and said the send it to Daryl merch and all of that. And talking about it on her podcast, all of that gave her the down payment for her one point whatever million dollar the Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, wild. Well, that's what I wonder, too, is that if any of these cast members are banking on a new catchphrase this season, like they're like, oh, what could pot like, you know, because you never know. They didn't go into season 10. They go, they went into season 10 thinking it was going to be the last season. Like yeah. they didn't think it was going to explode like this. So you got to ride that lightning. And that's why everybody started with the podcast. Everybody like because there is money to be had for them. But I just wonder how this season obviously is not going to be anywhere near the same. But I wonder if they are counting on it being just as successful as last season financially. You know, it, it's also interesting, too, because I feel like after speaking with Sonia Morgan at BravoCon, she was telling me that sometimes when they're like the filming situations would get stale and production would be like, guys, we've already spent so much money on getting everybody out here. We need something. She said that if she would get sick of being there or whatever, that she would just sort of go on and throw out like a crazy zinger of a one liner that she would think of in her head and just like fuck shit up and that was her way of like okay it's a wrap you got your shot and like yeah yeah, yeah. Stayed relevant in it so i think it's funny because a lot of people they're not at the end of the day this is a business and it's a game called reality tv so even though we feel like we're watching their complete real lives this is a highly heavily edited version of that and they know exactly what they're doing at least the ones who are good enough to stay around who have the longevity yeah i think it's I think it's just great, though, to like kind of know that and watch that show with that lens, because you can see where they're almost trying too hard sometimes, like the housewives or Vanderpumpers. And it's like, just let things happen. Let things happen. But it's not a documentary. It's reality series. Um, and also, I thought in terms of Lala making that voice note and then at the very end, having that very serious conversation with Ariana of like, sometimes I don't feel like you let me in sometimes. And then she's like, OK, great conversation. Um, and in keeping with that note, I do have to let you know, I reached out to Rachel. Like, I love that it was like this scene about, I don't know if you trust me sometimes and then going and the Ariana going, no, I totally do. I totally do. And then going, Hey, by the way, I did reach out to Rachel. I thought that was the biggest 180 that I've like, I was like, like needle drop record scratch. It was so uncomfortable because I was like, this is exactly why she keeps you at arm's length sometimes. I mean, We've seen Lala, you know, they, they've been close at times. Then we've seen Lala say a lot of things about Ariana over the years. And they just talked about eating cookies. Yeah, they, I mean, they they hooked up with each other. And then Lala kind of went against her in some fashion. And I think that's the trepidation that Ariana has with Lala are moments like that. Because even in that that scene, Ariana goes, let, you know, like, let's be core four. Let's just bond together in sisterhood. And then Lala does this and it goes against what Ariana was just saying. But Ariana took it well. And I think Lala, you know, I do believe there's like truth to certain things that Lala says. I mean, Lala had to come out last night and said, listen, at the end of the day, when I was being called a home wrecking whore, all of these things at the end of the day. I can't argue with it. It's true. Like she yeah. had to admit that it's true. It took her years to actually be able to say that on camera. And she does understand what Rachel went through in a different way than the rest of that cast. You know, what else is wild to me, too, is in the moment, like going back to Katie for a second, you have Sheena who's talking to Katie about like, you know, like, I'm sorry. She, Katie was like, you literally took my relationship information. You weaponized it against me. You used it as a storyline. You took it to Tom Schwartz to have something to talk about. And I was confiding in you and you manipulated that is pretty much what she was saying. And Sheena had to sort of bite the bullet and be like, I am sorry and I'll never do that again. And I was like, great move on you, Sheena, because one of the best things that a reality TV person I feel like can do is 
just understand if you're wrong, you got to own that shit. Like in the words of Lisa Renna, own it. You know? Well, yeah, and it's the first episode. So it's good that Sheena agrees right now because then it gives us somewhere to go if Sheena totally forgets that and does go against Katie in some way. Like you want to start where there's agreement with a lot of the cast. You want to start kind of in this place. And so right now we don't have Ariana talking with Schwartz lives in a house with Sandoval, but won't directly communicate with her. So you need Sheena and Katie at this moment to get along. Like that's also a relationship that we really haven't seen work effectively because they've had so many fights throughout the 11 seasons. So it is going to be interesting potentially to see them try to, to make nice. Let's hit that like button. Let's hit the like button. Let's get it up to 200. Come on. All right. Uh, (laughs) Also, I, I know I'm so into this conversation. I haven't even been trying to encourage anybody. Guys, smash the like button. But I don't even I think, really know what that means. But I saw people in the comments uh, saying it. So I want to make sure the thing gets hit. Yeah. They have like a new thing on here on. I don't know. Is it? Do, are they doing it anymore? I don't know. Anyways. I thought it was really funny. to. Oh, yeah. There it goes. Um, you could do like hearts. And then all of a sudden it makes hearts. Here's Rachel's face with a heart on it. It's saying no to that. It just said no. It said absolutely not. Okay. But then when Tom is like, you know, Katie, do you think that you could talk to Ariana for me? And she's like, what the? And I'm like, yeah. Are you? Katie's like, you're not my responsibility anymore, dude. Like you talk to Ariana. Like, but even Katie does actually end up saying it at dinner, but you're right. Like, you know, he's like, oh, Ariana, she won't be like, he knows exactly why she won't. I mean, I love when people make the right decisions for themselves and their boundaries, and then other people just can't seem to understand it at all. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, too, why? What happened to you, man? Why do you have <laughs> a tank full of books? Like, what? Yeah. What part of life, like, did divorce just, like, kick you in the ass? Well, this also reminded me of Schwartz having Dog the Lizard. Remember Dog the Lizard's funeral in season eight or nine? And I was like, no, no, let's not bring any insects or, you know, he has the dogs, but let's not like insects and reptiles don't do well around Tom Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has like a whole apartment full of, it looks like, um, what is, the, what are those plant farms called? Yeah, I, I, oh, uh, like arboretum, arboretums or like, I mean, but yeah, it looked like way too many plants in one location. There was a lot happening. Tom Schwartz. Yeah. Gonna need you. And then we're about to get dad bod Ken is what Lala called him. And then when I love when he brings DJ Dams Kennedy a plant and he's like, oh, I got you a plant. Um, and also this candle and then being guys are like, oh, it smells like citrus puss, citrus puss. Yeah. All right. But I love back in the day. This would have been men in their 20s, like passing a joint around. And he's like, hit this, dude. And it's just a candle. Like, I thought that was actually kind of funny is that men, as they grow up, they do get into more of like homey things. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, no way. You got me a candle. Oh, a scent. I love it. Jason and I were just talking about this um, yesterday because we, Jason went to Costco and he got a bird feeder and we hung it up outside. And we were so excited because we filled it with bird seed. And we're like, oh, my God, the birds are good. And I said to Jason, I said, are we getting old? Like, why yeah, are we? No, you do. It's those creature comforts as you get older and you realize, oh, this is actually kind of nice. I think the, li- the actually stress of life, you actually do need those things as the decades pass. Yes. Amy said, woo, Ryan. Yes. Is this, is this, uh, is, I think I know this, Amy. Hopefully, I, hi, Amy. If, that, oh, if that's the Amy I know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she's overseas, but I think, I mean, I think. Well, as we go through the season, Ryan, what are you looking forward to most? I'm looking forward to Tom coming back and the, okay. The the only thing about the vile podcast that I really was disliked was that it almost is like a spoiler alert of, Oh, Tom has not really learned that much yet at all. So I was kind of thinking we're going to go for this redemption season. We're going to see him really face a lot of things. We're going to see him understand the pain that he caused, not somebody else caused that he caused. And then listening to that bio podcast, I was like, oh, he hasn't. He's like angrier than ever. He's still that angry. And that's the so I was looking forward to that. I was looking forward to Tom um, 
you know, trying to see how he maneuvered through this and if he had any real recognition. And now I guess I'm just kind of excited to see how they deal with when Rachel isn't coming back, how they deal. Um, <laughs> it's somebody made this for me. It's like a Scandaval sweatshirt. So it's like it's like Tom's apology from Instagram. The show, like you have all of these little moments from Scandaval. Uh, and I guess she just put that as the big one. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see how they deal with Rachel not coming back. I'm excited to see Ariana refuse to film with Tom. I'm excited to see Anne, Tom Sandoval's assistant, like if she's made to glue any more penis flutes back together. I mean, there's like little things. I'm also, no, you know what? I really am curious how DJ James Kennedy fits into this season because like, is he, does he completely behave himself? Does he ever cut loose and lose it like he has in previous seasons? There's a lot of well, DJ James Kennedy. yelling at Tom. You would see him yelling at Tom, you know, but I, I'm curious if there's anything interpersonal. Like, he has been a bad boy in a lot of the past seasons. Has he completely cleaned up his act? Does he have any falls from grace? Like, that's another thing I'm curious about. I'm curious to see how Jax Taylor gets integrated because then eventually they're premiering The Valley right after Vanderpump Rules in March. So they're going to have to jam him in in some way. We're going to see that conversation between Jax and Tom Sandoval. And, you know, I, I the thing I'm not excited about is that I need the cast to chill out on talking about the season that they just filmed so we can actually be surprised by some things. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. And I think that I just want to see a kick-ass season where we feel like at the end of it, we're not saying goodbye to the cast because I think that you know, like a lot of people want that old school Vanderpump roles where we get them still working and doing the things in the restaurants. But I like to see them evolve. And I feel like out of anything that we've really seen on Housewives, especially when they try taking out somebody who's such a staple to the franchise and bringing in somebody new, normally the fans don't really care as much unless it's like Monica Garcia who just like knocks shit out of the park and then she's polarizing because she's so good she's bad well she's polarizing but adam there is a credibility issue that she has to like still argue against like you yeah. can't you can't argue these things like you know and monica i mean not to skip over but like she just that reunion thing you can't just like shut down you actually yeah. and you had months to prepare you should have prepared better it's a golden opportunity and heather gay uh she had prepared like i believe heather gay plotted a lot a lot i mean i have very interesting opinions about this but uh, Monica should have come with a better performance instead of what she did do. And, I li and I, I've been a Monica defender from the beginning of this season. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, with that, Ryan, as always. We That's it? Hell out oh, my God. I thought it was. I, I, listen, I, I asked to go in for like hours on my show. So no, I'm shocked. We're not going to. You have a housewife interview. You have another recap that I know that you're doing today. Well, by the way, this is great. While you were while you were doing this. Um, I, I'm going to do Sheena's podcast later yeah. on today. I was and Sheena, Sheena was, Sheena was texting me, uh, during this. And she just said, please tell me you or Kiki listen to the Toms on Nick. So I don't have to. So I think we're going to be talking about that on Sheena's podcast later. I was Which actually you and Kiki on at the same time, not knowing that you guys were both doing Sheena's because I asked Kiki too. And she's like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And I said, are you cool doing it with Ryan? And she's like, oh, well, we're both doing Sheena. So maybe... I'll do it next week with you then. So it's not the exact same thing. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. But honestly, Sheena, you know, like great minds think alike, girl. So, you know. But if um, you don't know, oh, and also, do you remember Gina Marie, the spiritual medium from yeah. um, New Jersey? Yeah. So I had the craziest reading with her last year. She hit everything um, head on. And she even told me some things that nobody ever, 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 ever knew. And Jason said for his birthday, um, which is not until July or June. My birthday's in July. His is June 23rd. Um, he said, I would love to just do a reading with her. So I messaged her and she's like, I'm booked out for two years, but if you are available this Wednesday, I'll do it with you. And I was like, okay. So right after this, we're going on to do our spiritual reading. Which, oh my God. I get so scared about things like that. Like, I, I, I mean, it's like, you never know what you're going to find out. I know. Last time it was my friend who came through and I was like, I like left and I'm like, <laughs> I need to go <laughs> exercise or something. So I can't wait for the emotional roller coaster that's about to ensue. But, you know, I love shit like this. So it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But uh, if they don't know where they can find you, Ryan. Will you let them know? 
Yeah, it's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast. We released a, I just released a a two-hour line-by-line Vanderpump Rules premiere recap. The second part of the episode has the Nick Vile recap on it. If you do not want to listen and just go through the transcript with me, those are both out there. The Instagram is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. And the YouTube, where we put up videos of the recaps and some of the interviews. We just had your friend Emily D. Baker on on Tuesday, and the Vanderpump Rules recap is up there as well. Um, so, you know, we're not, we're not up and at them live, but we, we have a little tiny engine, Meditza Lopez that works with oh, me, okay. puts all my videos up and stuff like that. So yeah, go check out all of that. But if not, thanks for listening today. Thanks for being here and hey, smash that like button, smash that like button guys. Again, we gave away our, um, our special giveaway. We announced our winner last night. So go check that out. We will be posting in the community tab today. And then we are giving away a lot more. I think we're doing um, a Rose Forever, whatever you guys want from the website. I think we're doing Disney tickets. Um, Jason has like a roster. So wait, can I win the, can I win the Disney tickets? Do I, can I, can I? Listen, you can enter to win. It's, it's fair (laughs) game. I'll talk to Jason. (laughs) Ryan, I love you, man. And it's so great to catch up with you. Uh, Great to be back. Thanks for everybody that's here. Yes, I'm going to drop you down for two seconds and then I'm going to talk to you backstage. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So make sure you go check out So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey anywhere you get your content, whether it's on podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, social media, all over the place. He delivers constantly the best content, has incredible interviews and fantastic guests. And he's always guest appearing. I think that's how you say that on other people's channels, podcasts, and so on and so forth. So... I love you guys. I don't know what the rest of the week looks like, but I'll keep you posted in the community tab and we'll see you so very soon. Bye, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.